Alright, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbuster Podcast, where we sit here and talk anything and everything hockey. I am Ethan, who is very slightly drunk, followed by my co-host. <laughs> you didn't tell you had to think about your name for a second. <laughs> I am... Ethan, Ethan. You, don't, you don't look at me for confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I am Ethan, right? I am. I have, I have a little bit of a buzz going. You know what? We're gonna continue that because I, I, I am Bubba. <laughs> I, I'm Jeff. Uh, no, I'm Kyle. I'm Kyle. And I'm Jeff. Wait a minute. Are you? <laughs> are you sure? You are you sure? You sounded way too confident. You sounded way too confident for that. The most competent well, is always the most wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. Secretly, his name is El Jefe. <laughs> how you boys doing this week? Good. Living the dream. Took a week off. definitely was weird not coming here. El Jefe. It was a little weird. Honestly, it was weird, but it was kind of nice just to not. Ethan was that was out of town that weekend. Bobo was out of town that weekend. Yeah. And for the record, my army contract's finally done. Officially done. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for your service, bud. Hell, for, yeah, from all of us here in the studio, thank you for your service. Thank you. Six years down the road. And, yeah, oh boy. it's a good feeling. It's, it was bittersweet, but let me tell you, it was, it's odd now that I can officially label myself as a veteran. Yeah. So, well, and the cool you're thing old is as shit now is what you're saying. Yeah. Huh? So you're old as shit now is what you're saying. <laughs> well, the cool I'm thing 25, is... 25, thank you. <laughs> Well, the cool thing is about that, though, it's now you can get free college, you can get help with all sorts of stuff, you know, the housing markets, all that. From it's the VA, primo. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much set. I'm about as set as a 25-year-old can be. Yeah. If um, I could, honestly, if I could go back in time, I probably would have been a Marine. So. Because I eat crayons for breakfast. That explains a lot. <laughs> uh, I figured you were more of a paint chips kind of guy. <laughs> Paint chips or dessert? Leave me alone. Paintballs is a mid, mid, midday snack. I, I, I open my mouth. He's popping them like fucking truffles. No, here's what happens. I open my mouth and I, hey, hit, hit this tooth that has a cavity. These fucking gushers are awesome. For some reason, they're only $15 a bucket for them. They don't taste like anything. Since when do they put filling in gumballs? Like, why, do, why do gushers get me high? Why don't they taste kind of like how paint smells? <laughs> but anyway, so to start off the episode, I got a twofer for you boys. So the first one is a debate that I've seen on a couple of Red Wings forums that I am a part of on Facebook. And obviously there's been a little bit of quote-unquote trouble in paradise at the Detroit uh, club involving the league and... Dylan Larkin. Yeah. Dylan Larkin has officially released his released a statement of what he expects from Detroit if they expect him to stay in Detroit. Because I know they've been like 50-50. They've been that. really 50-50. I, would, he, I wouldn't say 50-50. I'd say more hit or miss. So um, he stated that he believes he is worth a 9 million dollar raise from where he is at. What's he, for, at, what's for, he at right now? Do we know? I don't know off the top of my head what his contract is at. Oh. Um, do you guys think he is worth it? Do you guys it all depends on what he's making right now. I'm doing the research right now. 
Um, sixty. He right now, after eight years, is worth sixty-four million. So that would take eight him years. up to roughly seventy-three mil. I pers- personally, if he was like, so he wants eight more, eight more million a year. Nine. Nine more million so, a year. Yes. So if he were like a McDavid, I mean, he is roughly the same age as McDavid. Well, I don't think he's. He has to earn that money. Is what. He doesn't want to, you know. It's one thing. I mean, he's done his fair share to get in the NHL to get that big contract. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But a player like Dylan Larkin, you have to put on them boots and go to work every day until you earn it. I them. mean, that's like he's earned, but he's earned it, though. That's why they named him captain last year. I don't think he's earned that he much money. I would go half of it. If he would say, "Yeah, can you give me a four mil contract raise?" I'd be, you know, if I were the Red Wings, I'd be like, "Yeah, man." I wouldn't even, it. I wouldn't even say four mil. Really? I'd, I'd give him two and a half to three. I would give I'd him. Say, th- I'd say four is a good. I'd say good roughly line. three, three or four mil. No more I than five. Go, I'd say if if they well, decide to give him that eight million dollars, forget about your rebuild because you have yeah, no money left to spend. Exactly, and they do have a still have a lot of money left. Because if they if they're gonna but, dish out more on Dylan Larkin. Then you, Detroit's going to be bottom of the barrel for, now, for a me, long time. Now let me follow up a question with a question. Do you guys potentially see him walking in free agency? If he and well, if you do see him going in free agency, who do you think? Well, here's the big issue. Dylan Larkin is obviously being very greedy. And I think he's going to be asking for $9 million after... You know, I wouldn't necessarily no, say it's greedy because he's already got eight years and he's already got well, eight years in the league. He has been the points leader for Detroit for the longest fucking well, time. The only reason I'm saying greedy because it's just, hey, I want this. And it's I'm wh- sure it wasn't worded exactly that way. I'm just going off of what I saw, and yeah. what I saw was that he, they were at a difference about nine million dollars. Mm. And I wanted to. Know, and the question was, do you guys think he is worth the nine mil? So is he asking for nine more million currently? What he is making, or nine million more than what they're offering? Nine mil more nine than what he's million making. more than what he's making. Which, he, like Bobo said, he's already worth about sixty-four million dollars. Sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. So that would put him at seventy-seven million dollars. Yeah. Or actually, no. Hold on. Uh, yeah, the Wings offered Larkin eight years, sixty-four million. So that would put him seventy-three at mil. Seventy-three mil. Damn. I really don't think he's worth that much. I'm I gonna, personally, don't I don't think, think so I, either. Again, uh, if you offered him like three and gave him like three million every like, I call it three years, an extra mil a year. If or I, do do like. Contract like incentives like the NFL does. Oh, if he yeah. scores more than twenty five goals, he gets a bonus million dollars well, or something well, like that. Well, that's kind of what Do I'm incentives like the NFL does. I wouldn't say it's. I mean, that would make him work for it, right? But at the same time, you know, he'd be that pissy teenager. Why don't I get my million? And then hit the coach would be like, Oh, you didn't score. You scored twenty two goals out of the thirty we asked you to score. Right. And he would be like, oh, but, but just I want In it, general, I, I don't necessarily I, know if he's worth that much money. I don't think I so don't, either. I, as like I said, if, if the they end up, if, even with as much money still that they have to spend, if they do give him that much, that's going to affect the rebuild. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Because what's then at this point, then what was the point of Stevie Lai's um, plan? Eyes his, yeah. his eyes are playing. Like, what's the point of his eyes are playing if 
were put all I mean, this his, money part of into his plan, into he also said he was willing to move anybody. Well, this there was my, nobody excluded well, from that, that plan. Own, this is my only, my only like breaker, is if they even might be doing this just to get the attention. And it's like, okay. I don't he, see them doing it. It's but like if it's, they are too far off in terms, I can see Larkin walk. I was about well, to say, if he's going to walk, I can see somebody like Ellen going. Oh, somebody would fucking snipe oh, him. I feel like, like somebody like. I feel like somebody like LA because they're rebuilding. LA? Oh, I actually wouldn't I mind um, seeing LA like, or San Jose. No, I'm more. Yeah. Pref- I'm preferring. I'm looking more towards LA because Anze Kovatar is getting up there. In his age, see, I said because Kopitar is what 36, 37? 36, yeah. yeah see, there. here's the thing: I'm with, with Dustin Brown, Brown just retiring, and he's getting his number retired. Well, they, they, just lost, they just lost Jeff Carter. What was it two years ago when he came out to Pittsburgh at the yeah. deadline? Yep. I'll be so honest. somebody like LA, I could see somebody like them picking him up Dylan Larkin if he decides to walk. I mean, I've kind of the two teams that pop in my mind. One is Minnesota because they have such a young team; they could use a leader. Eh. They could not use, a bad pick. They, not could, at all. they could use that, you know, old man advantage to say, hey, I wouldn't we're even gonna, say. Or not old man, but veteran to player. To, another to one. Say that, you know, I mean, you yeah, know, with, I mean, Jared Spurgeon getting up there in age, Zach Parise getting up there in age, Flory the other, getting well, up there in age. Well, the other one I can see is an older team, and Ethan Drock in the jersey, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They cannot they afford, can't, they can't cannot afford, afford They're already above. I think they're still above cap right now. They're still struggling okay. with cap. I didn't know that. Somebody, I, no, honestly, if there's any like super young team that has a lot of super young talent. What about a team like Ottawa? Buffalo. Or Buffalo. Anaheim. That's what I was going to say, Anaheim. Okay. Like, My first thought was Ottawa because they need... Buffalo I, wouldn't be bad either, though. But, well, Buffalo, Ottawa, they, well, they got him on line with like, well, they just got Johnson with what he's, he's doing old. right now. Oh, the thing. Well, the thing with like Jeffy, I don't Alex, know if you guys heard well, Jeffy, but Alex you know, and Brinka as well. I know Durbin Cat. They're, they're the only two names you can think of with Ottawa. If you were to not throw, exactly, if you were to throw in that third big name, make that you know put Giroux and what's his face on the line, have or have a you know, and then have your first center. There's your first line. I mean, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with Ottawa, but I like your. I, I like when you said Buffalo. I Buffalo, Buffalo, Anaheim, yeah. LA is also Honestly, another even, LA. I would say even a team like Nashville. Ooh. Well, Nashville. I could see him rocking that, that bright yellow. The old, my that only goal. problem with Nashville is I'm afraid with a team like that because they're already well, they current, well, they're already currently in the rebuild. So I don't know if they have that amount that amount of not really. Here's the thing though. They might not have that amount they're, of They're money. on the brink of it. It's one of those like if they don't make the playoffs or if they don't yeah. make a, a long well, run this year, then they're going to be in rebuild. Oh, so it's just like Winnipeg is well, on the verge of yeah, that as well. Fear. A team like Nashville or Winnipeg will not have that amount of money. Or put them on Winnipeg and let Dylan Larkin potentially be the savior of that franchise. But they won't have that amount of money to put aside because all their money is going to either towards contract (laughs) extensions or new kids from coming up from the minors. They won't have that set aside twenty-five million (coughs) or forty-five million. They might have seventy-five set aside, and all of a sudden they put forty-five, and they're like, "Oh shit, we only have thirty million left, and we have four guys coming from the minors." There's 20 right there. You have 15 mil to get one more play, and you're kind of sinking in the lake. So, all right. So, obviously, let's continue on here because that was a little bit more eventful. <laughs> Ate it more time than you thought it would. 
a little bit more eventful. So the next one I'm going to arguably say is the hardest start bench cut of our existence in the so I'm the only one that hasn't seen this. So, so I, this is a start bench cut defenseman edition. I say I was torn on this for I, a while. Uh, you ready for this? I'm ready. Bobby Orr, Nick Lidstrom, Ray Bork. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was torn. Well, why so Bobby like- Orr is... Uh, has 657 games played, 270 goals, 645 assists with two cups. <laughs> Nick Lidstrom is 1,564 games played, 264 goals, 878 assists with four cups. Wow. And Ray Bork has 1,612 games played. <sighs> 410 goals, 1,169 assists, and, that's, and one cup. And that's why I, uh, I'd i say Ray Bork is the starter. Like That's, that's no questions, that's no where questions I asked. I said Ray Bork is my starter. That's where, I, that's where we all started. And then we were, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. As I said, this is probably the hardest start bench cup in, in the history I knew who my starter, I knew immediately who the starter was. Yep. That was Ray Borg. Yep, yep. It was just torn between Even, Bobby. I picked, the, I picked Bork over Ledstrom, which that was Honestly. really hard for me. <laughs> it was just my tough decision was, do I choose Orr or, do or, I, Lid- or Lidstrom? Or Lidstrom. <sighs> I think I'm going to be the all ball out and go with your, your boy and go with Lindstrom. Starter? As the bench. Oh, as the bench. Bork is the starter. That's what I Lindstrom said. Lindstrom as the bench. And Orr is the cut. Yeah. That's kind of that, where that I hurts. I, that's when. That's where I went. That hurts I, to say, but as much as it hurts to say, the to cut Bobby Orr, I also said Lindstrom as well as yeah. the as the I bench. S- I remember the post on Facebook that I stole this from. I was, I literally typed in the comments, "You are evil, evil, evil man." <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, sir. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's it was tough. I'd say that's probably the start hardest start bench cut in the history of BPS. Yes, uh, yeah, oh, it's a good, it's a very good one. Like three is. incredible players, three incredible. So, what, what what's your opinion over there, Bubba? What do you say? I'm gonna agree with the starter, Ray Borg. Ray, Ray Borg. Borg. Now, Bork, myself personally. So who are you who are you cutting, Bork, uh, or or sorry, or or Lindstrom? Or or. Um, honestly, just I know Or is one of the best to lace him up, but I think just Very experience true. and experience wise, and cups. I'm going to bench Lindstrom. The biggest reason, like, I was, I almost said this until you guys beat me to it. And it was one of those things where I sat there for like 45 minutes and I showed it to my stepdad, who's a big hockey guy. And he sat there and he pondered for about two days. And oh, yeah. he was like, yeah, here's my response. And I'm like, okay. The thing I was torn about was the OHL, they... For their Eastern Conference champions, they have their trophy named after Bobby Orr. Obviously, the Western Conference is Wayne Gretzky. So I was like, I was like, ooh. And obviously, two incredible players there. So I was like, 
But I kind of agree. But looking at Lindstrom. I sent it to my. I sent that to my uncle, where my uncle is a huge hockey player. You know, he's the man who made me fall in love with the sport of hockey. He's the reason why I'm a Red Wings fan, which is the reason why I've been disappointed for the last 14 years. Um, 2008. <laughs> um, 15 years now. Oh fuck. Um, anyway. Reality sitting in now, huh? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> At least we're consistent in one thing, and that is being consistently shit. <laughs> um, no, I sent that to him, and he texted me back, or he called me back and was just like, oh, you fucking dick. And he was just like, you dog. And I'm like, what? He's like, dude, I, I can't give you an answer on that. He's like, those are literally three of the greatest defensemen of all time. He's like, obviously, yep. obviously with full bias, I want to start <laughs> Lindstrom. He's like, I wanted to start Lidstrom and bench Bork. And I'm like, I want to start Bork and bench, bench Lidstrom. So like, okay, that's fair, I guess. But, yeah. Um, we had a whole whole conversation about it because yeah, that's actually really a fucking tough one. I say it's a really good one. It's yeah, I randomly found one. it, and as I said, one of the hockey groups that I follow on Facebook, and I sat there and I was like, Oh, you dog! Like you fucking. When bastard. you sent that in our, in our group chat, I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like." I sat I'm there torn. for probably an hour trying to think of because it's like these are no shit. Like three of the greatest defensemen ever in the history of the NHL, and it's like I don't know who to cut. Yeah, like, I knew my start and my bench. Yeah, I roughly knew my bench. But I just didn't know who to cut. That was the hardest thing that, that I was struggled the, with. To be honest, before, that was my hardest decision was was my bench. I was like, yeah, before my head gets twisted too hard enough to the point where my neck snaps, Jiffy, let's let's throw it over to the OHL. Start kicks off with our news of the week. Two weeks now, actually. I say we got a lot of news in the OHL since we were off last week. Um, but as for the 2024 Memorial Cup, um, since it will be hosted by an o- by the OHO, um, the Sioux St. Gr- Sioux St. Marie Greyhounds, the Niagara Ice Dogs, the Kings and Frontenacs, and the Saginaw Spirit have all, p- and I think North Bay has also pitched in, uh, have all put in a bid to host the Memorial Cup for next year's Memorial Cup. Um, so that was one thing, um, and then to be honest. Like of the th- of those teams, I would like th- I really would like to see um Saginaw host it. Uh-huh. Per just not just because of them being a U- I I personally would like to see Sag. They've never hosted it. Well, I mean, and Saginaw is one of those teams where, as Otters fans, we can Sue would be my second choice though. Yeah, well. Even as Otters fans, we could take if we wanted to go see it. We can go take a weekend trip out to Saginaw, being in PA because that's in Michigan. Michigan. Saginaw's. I'm gonna just throw an umbrella out. Saginaw's probably a. I know Michigan alone is about a six-hour drive. Yeah. So let's call Saginaw roughly eight because we don't know where we're going, traffic, getting the getting to the hotel. We can spend a long weekend out in Michigan, go catch the All-Star game, and all that. And then come home and just talk. 
Uh, well, this is obviously the cup that hosts all I know. the OHO champions, I know. the QMJ, yeah, and then the WHO. Um, Saginaw, Michigan, from here is five hours. Really? So okay. It's probably just in the start. It's probably that first city in Michigan from us then. Um, and then the Hamilton Bulldogs. Um, obviously, it's been talked about earlier in the year, but they will officially move to Brantford. Brantford, um, due to their um, their arena being renovated. Um, that's going to be a three year. Renovate. But they're still going to be the Hamilton Bulldogs. Correct. correct? Okay. Until, just for now, until their arena is renovated, so they are going to move to Brantford for the, at least the next three years. Because due to Ontario's like laws, they're not allowed to play obviously. in their. Obviously, we. I mean, because obviously their laws are different to the U.S. Because obviously, when the Erie Insurance Arena was renovated in. 2012 it was? 2011, 2012 it was? Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, early 2010s. When it was the original Tulio, the Otters were allowed to play while they were renovating. Um, so, because of their laws in Ontario, they got to move to Brantford. And what's nice, they were willing to let a te- their team Relocate while they're getting the re. And it was kind of cool thing. Just in the first like twenty four hours of them announcing this, them moving to Brantford, over a thousand tickets have been sold as season ticket holders. Put in for Brantford already? for Brantford Damn. already. Oh wow! A thousand season ticket holders That's already. Like a fifth of the EIA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a sixth of the EIA. Damn. Speaking of season tickets, I need to get my season tickets for this year. Yeah. I say, you gotta join us. It's a lot of, to be honest, it's a lot of fun. Um, two, um, players that didn't say exactly what date, but Jacob Oster of the Oster Generals gets his first career shutout against Kingston. Um, Stevie Lecovillar of the Mississauga Steelhawks gets his first career goal. And then starting off on January 29th, um, Sam Alfano of the Erie Otters played in his 100th career game against the Niagara Ice Hawks, as well as Declan Wadick of the Niagara Ice Hawks. He played in his 100th OHL game against the Erie Otters. So it was kind of cool seeing two players in their I think one. I was at that game. You were. I unfortunately had to miss that game because of work. Was that the Sunday game? Sunday game. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Sunday game. Where it was 6-2, it was? Yeah, baby. Here. Yeah, baby. Um, then on January 20th, on February 20th, on the 2nd, Rangers, New York Rangers prospect Brandon Othman of the Peterborough Peets gets his first hat trick, his first hat trick with the Peets since joining their team against the Niagara Ice Dogs. Fuck Niagara. <laughs> um, Josh, where... Rizalik of the Niagara Ice Hawks, with his 61 saves, sets an Ice Hawk franchise record. Um, Did you say 61 saves? 61 saves. In one game? In one game. Holy fuck. That's a lot of Ice Hawks. Holy crap. Golly. 
Then on February 3rd, Mark Stahl of the Florida Panthers currently gets officially his number retired, number 14 officially retired by the Sudbury Wolves, and is the first player in their franchise to get their number retired. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, Nate Krochuk of the Sudbury Wolves gets his first career shutout against the Mississauga Steelheads. David Ikarov of the Hamilton Bulldogs gets his first career goal versus Niagara. And then on February 4th, the Otters head coach Stan Butler makes his official debut with the Erie Otters as head coach versus the London Knights. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was, that was I, a rough night. I'm still like, salty over the fact that we had a Michigan scored on us. Like, I can't believe it. Logan, <laughs> Logan Moore... All I have to say, and I kind of kept track of the game while I was out of town. All I have to say are three letters. O-O-F. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Yeah. Just like, and I didn't really even... Overall, last, last it, night in London wasn't any better. So. Well, and I even watched, I kind of kept track of while I was in the hotel last weekend. And then last night I kind of kept track just to see in both games I was like... Come on, boys. You had three power plays. Do something. Yeah. Overall, it was a good game. It's just the third period kind of fell apart yeah. pretty much. Um, and then David Ugaroff of the Hamilton Bulldogs gets his first career. I already said that one. Um, but David Pakowski of the Oshawa Generals gets his first career goal versus the Peterborough Peets. Thomas Sermon. I I forgot what team he played for. I kind of forgot to put that in, but um, gets his first multi-goal versus the Saginaw Spirit. Then on February 5th, Seattle Kraken prospect Ty Nilsson of the North Bay Battalion gets his first career hat-trick against Kingston. Um, New York Islanders prospect Matthew Maggio of the Windsor Spitfire get, gets his 100th career assist versus the Owen Sound attack. February 6th, Sean McGurn of the London Knights gets his first career hat trick against Flint. And that was their makeup game that was supposed to be at the back in December. Um, while we're staying with London, um, Rosen. Gazov of the London Knights sets a Knights' most points in a single game with seven since Rob Shrimp in the 2005 season. Obviously, he had eight, but that's the most since since 2005. In one game? Or yep, in one game. Oh, wow. He had one goal and six assists in that game. Damn. Honestly, wow. I was... London, I would say they played their their butts off that night. Back that this was their makeup game. Obviously, what happened back in December with Akbar Kuzbekov. Um, but um, then on February seventh, Adrian Rabio of the Hamilton Bulldogs, Bulldogs gets his first career penalty shot, which against Niagara. Um, and then on. Then Luca Tesha um, with the Bulldogs. I already said that. 
Um, Gets his first career goal against Niagara. And then on February 8th, Alex Kostopoulos of the Windsor Spitfire gets his first career hat-trick against Flint. William Nicole of the London Knights gets his first career goal against Kitchener. February 9th, um, Seattle prospect Ty Nelson sets with, with his 111 points, sets a North Bay Battalion franchise record by a defenseman with the most points and is the most since relocate relocating from Brampton. Wow. Oh, wow. See, the one thing I've noticed has been really consistent throughout this entire OHL news things is anytime it's first goals or hat tricks or whatever, it's always against Niagara. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Seeing that Niagara has given up more than eight goals like seven times a season, I think yeah. I saw. Like it's, they're bad. Because and Erie's lost to them twice, but we're putting that to the side. <laughs> Are we, though? No, fuck Niagara. <laughs> it's kind of funny. We should just start a chant. Um, then, as well as February 9th, um, Evan Verlilling, um played in his 200th career OHL game against Mississauga. Then on February 10th, Logan Morgan, former Hamilton Bulldog, um, now with the Ottawa 67s, gets his first hat trick with the 67s again, and versus Niagara and gets, as well as played, got his 100th career OHL goal. So he had two milestones. Sweet. In that game against Diak. a boy. Um, Matthew Sop of the Kitchener Rangers gets his first career hat trick versus Hamilton, as well. And then on the bad side of Kitchener, um, Kitchener Rangers head coach Chris Dennis is relieved of his duties as head coach, while assistant head coaches Dennis Woodman. Brendan Murley and Brendan Menard will remain as the coaches for the rest of the season. See, I couldn't imagine being that assistant coach and all of a sudden, you know, your boss walks up to you, hey, you're head coach now. I mean, that's kind I of what happened with the general manager. Yeah. Still, I would shake in my fucking shoes. Like, I think one of like, the... Really? Like, that happened to me when I wrestled in high school. One of my... My wrestling coach retired, and... The prince, or not the principal, but he's like, "Hey, you're head coach now." I mean, look he's, at he's kind of like, "Uh, what do I do? I've been your assistant for the last five years," and he goes, "Uh, coach." As a look Except at you, make the calls. But look at a month ago, B.J. Adams was just fighting Wes Wolfen. I know, but lo- still, Lurie had all of those had a take. Well, I pro- however the fuck you say his. Well, life. here's the thing, though. All those small, I think a lot of it is the spotlight. Because you have all of these smaller names that are assistant coaches that aren't really said much except at the beginning of every game on the live stream or on the over the mic. And then all of a sudden you get to that point where you're the head coach now and your name appears everywhere over media, everywhere over this, everywhere over that. It's that deer in the headlights. You're like, holy shit, I'm the head coach now. What do I do? Where do I go? How do I control my team? The one I kind of want to bring up was, which me and Kyle were like, oh my God, what is happening? 
was this Sarnia? Was it, who was Sarnia playing that? Sue Saint Marie. Sue Saint Marie. Twelve to two. Twelve Holy to one. Twelve to one. Twelve to one. Holy fuck! That was like early last week. Yeah. Yeah, three. There were three hat tricks in that game. So, wow. Christian Kyrie didn't record a single point in that game. <laughs> God. When, Twelve goals and you didn't get a single point. Ky- when we were both like listening to, like, what? Surprised it wasn't against Niagara, honestly. Holy shit! They just lost. What was it? Oh, and Sound the other night, nine to two, nine to three. Yeah. Or who was that? Niagara. Niagara. Oh, lost. Lost to. Oh, and Sound. Was it Owen Sound? Okay. Yeah. So, but that's all. A lot of OHL news, but that's all we have for this week. Moving on to NHL news. Two big, big trades during our little break. Obviously, the first one being Bo Horvat of the Vancouver Canucks being traded over to the New York Islanders in exchange yeah. for Anthony Bolivier, Atu Rati, and a 2023 first round pick. It. Honestly, I would say the Islanders were probably one of the last teams I was expecting. That's what I was thinking. I was well. thinking too. But so I think almost every one of us had him in our or at least three of us. This one just did one for us like an idiot. Just uh, kidding, I love you. But yeah, not really. More. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when we did our, our mock trades, our deal and Odeal part three, I think two, at least two of us had Bo Horvat involved in one of them. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we had I had it might have been all three of us. I, I, say, I wanna say I, it was all three of I, us. I, I, I wanna say know. three of at least yeah. Ethan, it Kyle, and I did. Like At least said Bo Horvat was in one of them. But I don't think any one of us said the Islanders of all teams. No. no. But honestly, if we would have, Bolivier is one of them that I would have guessed to be a part of that trade. But adding in, you know, rookie, rookie up and coming Rotti, and then a first rounder on top of it, I personally think New York might have overpaid. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, they what they just signed, how much they just I would have said them. maybe. Yeah. Uh, Bolivier and... I want to say maybe a Bolivier in like a second rounder. For Horvat would have been fair. I mean, get rid of Rauti, made that put that down. I would be okay with maybe keeping a first rounder, but I don't think you needed to add in that rookie Rauti no. into that. No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, it... Uh... In fact, that how well... thing was kind of cool about Bor Horvat. It was like immediately when he scored his first goal, they were all like... Welcome them like they, like hey, like you're you're with us now. Like you're, we're congratulations. Happy you're a part of an actually decent team. Yeah, and it's weird to see he, he still represented. I think he still he had his Islanders jersey on for the skills competition, but he but had, for the actual All Star game, he was bagging over the Western Conference, still representing the Canucks in the All Star game. Oh, it was really? Strange, yeah. It that was like one of the most weirdest things going into the Oscar Lake was how was Bor Horvat going to Bor Horvat? Like, is he going to represent the Islander or was he going to represent the Canucks? I think he should have just had a jersey that was one half of the Islanders jersey and one half of the Canucks jersey. <laughs> so half of the Western so Conference. So it would All-Star basically it would be a dolphin eating a hockey stick, is what you're saying, or a whale eating a hockey stick, whatever the hell a Canuck is. Other trade that happened <laughs> during our break, just a small one. Uh, Jacob Magna got traded to the Seattle Kraken in exchange for a 2023 fourth round pick. Obviously, came over from San Jose. Uh, we have just, just a smaller one on that yeah. one. And the other big one that literally just happened a couple days ago was Two days ago. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Two Vladimir Tarasenko goes to the New York Rangers. So, two big names going to New York teams. 
Uh, who was involved in that? I completely lost where it we were. Was on, it was player. Oh, I, I just saw it. Oh, man, I'm, I'm, it's off to, on top of my head, too, and I'm blanking on who was hold involved on, in that. Hold on, hold on, I'll look it up. It was Mika McCall. Yeah, I am blanking. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Going to the Rangers is Vladimir Tarasenko and Nico Mikola. And going to the St. Louis Blues is a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, Sammy Blias, and Hunter Skinner. Which this one, I think, is a little bit more evened out than the Horvat yeah. trade. I don't think there's a clear winner here. I mean, Sammy Blias is, you know, To be clear, honest, St. Louis, best. I think, is losing out just for the fact Tarasenko's contract was going to be up at the yeah. end of the year. So regardless, it was going to be a lose-lose for him. So I don't think we'll know until the offseason once free agency actually hits whether or not if the Rangers re-sign Tarasenko, it's a win. If they end up, if he doesn't work out and they end up letting him walk, they lose. And that's what that's what I think is like the biggest. And like, some information so far this season, Tarasenko with ten goals and twenty nine points in thirty eight games, uh, you know, seven point five million dollar average per year in this deal in. The Blues are still retaining 50% of that, so they will still wow. have to pay $3.75 million of that contract to end out the year. Oh, wow. Uh, Sammy Blyce has five points in just just five points in 40 games this season. He was originally a Blue until they traded him with a second-round pick to the Rangers for Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, he's also pending UFA, making just $1.5 million this year. Wow. Now, here's my question to you guys. Did you ever think of him going to the Rangers? No. No. I think this this location makes more sense than the Horvat one. I, I, I was expecting just with how good the Rangers were last season, how good they had been so far this season. I knew they were going to make a big splash, some big splash before they're the gonna, deadline, and this was it. Going going into the playoffs, I think they're going to they are just like last year. They're going to be a contender. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're as much not, as I hate to say it, yeah. They are going to be so I, the highest right now. I project them right now. It's just depending on who they have to face in the Eastern Conference is is the conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm, my big question is how do you set your lines now that the Rangers have two I think they have Tarasenko on the second it's line. First line. First, first line. line. First line. It was, it was Panarin, Zbanajad, Tarasenko. Oh. Yeah. And he already got a goal in his first game as a Ranger. Yeah. Like, first shot as a Ranger, he scored yep. a goal. Yesterday. So I'll tell you he's what, literally it is, 100% as a Ranger right now. First shot, first goal is literally at 100%. Well, he, I'm sure he got more shots throughout the game last night. But Still, yeah. though. First shot as a Ranger, he scored a goal. Wow. It's, I've been seeing pictures all over Facebook and everything of him in the Rangers kit. And it does say, look good on him. It looks really good on him. It does. It does. It really does. I think it fits him a little bit better than St. Louis. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and I was honestly surprised. When I sent this to the boys, I was like, there's no way. Yeah. I was like, there's no way this is happening. It's just someone's mock trade that, you know, NHL discussion wanted to throw out there to see what would happen. And then ESPN alerted me. An they, they, would ha- they would have to put a mock on there yeah. or something. And then, well, ESPN alerted me an hour later. And this is April 1st just to piss off. Yeah, some fans. And that's what I thought it was at first. To be but honest, I, I knew. I feel like almost all Blues fans knew this was coming. I don't think yeah. they expected it to come this early, but they knew it was going to happen yeah. at some point well, by the end of the year. Again, I thought it was one of those things where maybe they just you know someone may my or may yeah might have posted okay. it and be like, oh yeah, let's see what happens, and then all of a sudden they you know big NHL yeah. feed picks it up just to get people's opinions. Yeah. 
Then I got the notification from ESPN. All right, moving on to NHL other milestones from the league in the past two weeks. Brett Burns played in his 1300th career game back on January 29th. Wow. Uh, and earlier on, uh, something that we missed in our last episode, Jared McCann became the first Seattle Kraken to score 50 goals with the franchise. That was wow. back, happened back on January 25th. Oh, wow. Uh, Samuel Bulldock of the New York Islanders got his first NHL career goal against the Seattle Kraken on February 7th. Uh, Chris Kreider scored goal number 250, I think also on February 7th, which tied Mark Messier for the most goals as a New York Ranger. Uh, our boy, Mark andre Fleury, becomes the fourth among games played for goalies all time. Let's Congrats to the flower. Let's our go boy. flower. Oh, yeah. Merci. Pam Rune played in his 700th career game on February 10th. Wow. As well as JT Miller recording his 500th point on February 10th. As well as Vladislav Nemestikov played in his 600th career game on November 10th. November 10th, yeah. February 10th. <laughs> Evgeny Malkin scored his 1200th career point off of a Brian Rust goal. Beautiful thing to see there on February 10th. Oh, yeah. Victor Hedman scored his 500th career assist also wow. on February 11th. Jacob Petelier of the Calgary Flames got his first career NHL goal against, surprise, surprise, the Buffalo Sabres on... Oh, no, we're still going. Okay, I'm sorry. The screen went black. It was not coming back on. We're still live. We're good. Okay. All right. It, w- it just went black, and it was not coming back on for a second there. I got a little scared. Uh, we are 45 minutes so in. So. Just, just a heads up for you guys. The Chromebook will do that. If it's okay. inactive... We're going to we'll worry so. about it later. Let's go. Okay. But anywho... <laughs> just a little scared there. Kind of shit my pants a little bit. Kind of like what I was saying, like, but like one Spectrum in Carlson. I don't know how old Carlson is, but like... But Oshi and uh, but Backstrom and Ovi like Oshi John and Carlson? yeah he's thirty two thirty I don't know exactly how on, his I, age but John Carlson is thirty three thirty three okay but like but those three Carlson Oshi and Strom in the future could potentially be the new leaders of Washington Capitals so Oshi I'm saying Oshi Strom and Carlson. Could be like the, the, the fungible leaders, potential leaders. I mean, you realize Oshi's like thirty-eight, right? Yeah. Is he really? Oh, she's really? old. Yeah. Oh, she's like thirty-seven, thirty-eight. I think I thought he was. I know he was. I thought he was maybe like thirty-six, but he's older. I, know I thought he was younger. Well, I know he's. Think about that. Stanley him. Cup shootout was eight years ago already, or Stanley Cup the Olympic yeah, shootout yeah. was already nine years ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. TJ Oshi is thirty-six. Yeah. Holy. I yeah, I didn't realize he was that old. I didn't realize he was that old until I looked it up not too long ago myself. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. But it's. So somebody like him who feels like he's been around for a lot shorter of a time than like when we figured out Jeff Skinner or uh, Tyler, Tyler Sagan's only both thirty years old. We're like, yeah, that was crazy. But TJ Oshie's thirty six. <laughs> um, I would say like, kind of like how you're saying of I didn't want to see him sign another five year with Washington. I got to look at it as the fact of there are a lot. Worst teams in the league. He yes. Have signed for. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's not, Philly. I say he's not with Philly. I'm glad. I'm glad he is as it a team that I don't games. like. Yeah, but it's a it's a contending team. He has a chance to get a ring. He's like, getting money like that. He very his well deserved. Like or, unbiased aside, regardless of an Otters fan or a Penguins fan, I'd rather I want to see Strom succeed. Yeah. yeah. There are two guys in the league that in my opinion, deserve success that were both otters, and you can take a guess on who they are. Alex Dabrinkit and Dylan Strome. Yeah. yeah. You know, those guys both 
in my opinion, deserve a ring. Yes. They deserve, they deserve a, at least a cup under their belt. Same, I mean, McDavid, who has yet to get one. So McDavid, I forgot McDavid doesn't have yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. McDavid doesn't have but he deserves one as well. Yeah. yeah. It's just eventually. It's just a matter of I know it eventually will come. Do we know when? No. no will don't. it be with Edmonton? Who knows? Who knows? Well, <coughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, um, what? But regardless of show, I'm just glad he's at least with a competitive team. That's yeah. the oh, uh, that's no, the thing I'm happy for. Not me. not like DeBrinket who's stuck up in Ottawa well, and yeah. never but, rebuild. Well, even the cool thing is when we go to Penguins games, we can see him we play can more. See him play, yeah. or when we go to DC, we can rock his jersey. That can be all of our. That's really the jerseys. only I. That's the thing I like about it is that. We get the opportunity to see yeah. him more often yeah. play against Pittsburgh. Absolutely. That's the same thing. It's a disadvantage because yeah. we well, don't want. Even if he scores a goal, did you assign it? Little fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. I mean, you, who did he? Who did he go to Washington from? Was it Arizona? Chicago? Chicago. That's it. Drafted by Arizona. That's yeah. what I was. I say he was really drafted by Arizona. I, said, I know he spent time in Arizona. I just I couldn't he was remember only the there time. For what, two, three years? Not even three he, years. A year, maybe he, he, he got, got like two full seasons, but he didn't. He was up and down from from Erie and okay. from there because he was drafted in fifteen and played with Erie all the way until the end of seventeen when the we won championship. The championship run. So wow! I think okay. shortly after that he ended up getting traded over to Chicago. I was just saying I remember that much. So he spent in the in the NHL with Arizona. He played maybe forty games, maybe. not even a half season. Not even. I was just saying I drew he played maybe that. a half season's worth in three years. He did not wow. play a lot of games with Arizona. Right, before we get too much off track here, uh, Dylan Cousins was the other big extension from the Buffalo Sabres, getting $7.1 million a year for seven years. So that's big, big money there for him. He's, he's so also I very well-deserved. Well-deserved. See, Buffalo, I'll say Buffalo's been one of the teams, especially this year, have impressed me this year. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I see Tange Thompson has stepped up. Oh, he is so good this year. Rapson Darlene, he's been very consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tage Thompson, I feel, is one of those very underrated and, or undermined uh, players. Not, not this year, though. He's no, going not this off year. this year, man. Really? He's going, yeah, he's, he's, he has, he's having a. I say he's been helping me. Did he, break, did he break 40 yet goals this year? Uh, he's getting close if he hasn't. Uh, uh, hold on. I'll let hold one on. of these two duke it out. <clears throat> but, uh. Tom's aside, aside here. Did you hear about the that team, the Vermilion City Bobcats, Vermilion County Bobcats? No. Yeah, they're, I, they're, they're a team from the SBAHL. They have officially announced that they are ceasing operations effective immediately. This was due to they're just not a good. They're, they're in their history. They're like nine fifty-seven and two or something like in that. Their, their history <laughs> in their two-year history of being a team. To their most recent home game that was supposed to be, I can't remember who they're supposed to play. I probably should have done more on this before I started talking about it, but. They didn't even show up to their own home game. Wow. And the they fact they didn't were, show up, they didn't play. Their I think, team, was, I think got credit automatically with a, a forfeited win. Um, they got but, well. What it was, they got a two-minute for delayed game and then a ten-minute misconduct for not. But it was weird. After that, they forfeited the matchup because they were supposed to inter- skate with their fans after that yeah. game. But the team stuck around, which was nice of them. They didn't have to do that. They, they stuck around and stayed with the team. They stuck around. And really, I didn't, I didn't read that much. With, I didn't know that with much. With their home, with so, Tage Thompson, as he sits right now for the 22-23 season, uh, he has 51 games played, 35 goals, 35. 34 assists, and 69 points. Wow, nice. Um, career. Don't score another one. Stay that way. 
Huh? <laughs> so don't score again. Stay that way. <laughs> career is 274 games played, uh, 91 goals, 81 assists, and 172 points. Wow. Damn. And he's 25. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. found that I found that kind of funny with the Vermillion. They just didn't show up to the home home game, and now they have officially seized operations. Yeah, I, it's unfortunate, but I, like, oops, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I I read up on it a little bit, and I'm like, wow, you want to actually talk about a legitimate dumpster fire of a franchise? Yeah. yeah. I think the bad part was like their players weren't getting paid. Like their whole like front office wasn't getting paid. Only one. Oh, really? Yeah. The only one that was getting really paid was the owner. Wow. Other than that, no one was getting paid. So yeah. the so player, the, so the that's why they didn't show up for like the players. Were like, what's the point of? What's the point of us even being here if we're not going to get fucking paid? Basically, yep. it's another big piece of news that just broke a little bit ago. Jacob Chitrin of the Arizona Coyotes is a healthy scratch tonight, and they're claiming that it is due to trade rumors or trade possibility reasons. Jacob Churchin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I what I am waiting on, I'm going to see. Because this has been in speculation as well, if the Penguins end up scratching Brian Dumoulin, because those two have been linked potentially for for a trade. I said I've been here. Room- Jacob Churchin. Yeah. Ooh. That those two have been linked recently in a, it, a, a, a for a pos- like possible for a trade. One, have they been saying like as a one v one with it, a just draft in, in a package of some sorts? Those two involved. So in, who, in a trade. who do you think? I, who do you think Arizona would give up for someone like Brian Dumoulin? Would it be a one-on-one? Jacob Chitrin. Would it be a one-on-one, or would there be a trade? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I, I'm not, I it's not confirmed, but that's just something I have heard, that if those two a, are linked. If there was a way I could speculate it for somebody Brian Dumoulin, like Brian Dumoulin, who's a little bit more of a veteran player, I don't know how old Jacob Churchin is, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, Dumoulin's got a little bit more under his belt. Two Cubs, now what, eight years with the Penguins? Yeah. Yep. I would see maybe Churchin and like a second round. Churchin is 24. He's only 24? 24. Really? He's 24. I Jacob Churchin is a Canadian hockey ice defender. You don't have to read the whole fucking Wikipedia bio. Well, still. <laughs> For the fact that Churchin is a... Doomie's 31? 31. Uh, 31. I would... I would really good at my age guessing tonight. Damn. That's honestly, <laughs> that's kind of a steal for Pittsburgh. It would be. Yeah. It would get, now that I hear those ages, I thought Chitron was a little bit older than that. It might not so happen now that I heard that, but we look at what happened with the Penguins. Pittsburgh is last offseason. We traded, you know, a much younger for, Mike Matheson for an older Jeff Petrie. For the fact now that. Now just kind of maybe flip flop the roles, get a younger, if I'm older guys. Th- if I'm going to throw a draft pick in there, I'm just speculating right now. At least it's going to be at least a second round pick or a third. Like second in Jacob Chitrin? Yeah. Or second in Brian Dumoulin for Chitrin? Yeah. I would say if it were to go on the Churchin side of everything, I would say maybe Churchin in a second. Okay. But if it were from the Pittsburgh side, I'd say maybe Doomy in like a fourth. I'd flip the picks. I'd flip the Just picks. to compensate for the age gap between Chitron and Doomlin. That's why Doomlin in a second for Churchin. That's kind of why I was leaning towards the Dumo in the second round pick for Churchin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can. Okay. I can see where that. Makes yeah. There's sense. a a big like heated debate kind of that a certain NHL legend caused earlier on this week. <laughs> Did you see this? Was it the Dominic Hasek? Dominic Hasek. Did you hear about this, Bobo? 
I don't think so, no. John Kasich, former, you know, former NHL legendary goaltender, Buffalo Saber, tweeted tweeted or, this uh, tweeted this Detroit out. Red Wing. Yeah, tweeted this out. Word for word, I am reading his tweet. Okay. Shortly after the All-Star game. The at NHL has sunk to rock bottom. Letting Ovechkin's son perform on the ice at the NHL All-Star is spitting in the face of approximately five hundred killed thousands injured and tens of thousands kidnapped Ukrainian children. The NHL and Gary Bettman must pay for this heinous act. What is that? It's it's stupid. Like it here's the thing. I look at it this way like cuz Ovi and Sid like they had their moment in the All-Star game this year. Like obviously in that moment like Ovi and Sid um they had a they made it a 3 on 1 breakaway to shoot on Roberto Longo. Obviously, they let Ovi's son to score on... Sergei isn't his name? Sergei. Sergei. Sergei, Sergei. Sergei Ovechkin. I thought... To me... It's a that, cute little fucking kid, too. Man. He like, is. I haven't seen him. I've to be seen. honest, when I watched it, I was... Just smiling ear to ear. He even did his own little like little selling and everything. Dude, it's the cutest oh, fucking thing I've crazy. ever seen, man. It was like the purest oh, moment. He, in he is honestly, he is pretty. He's a, he is a cute it's kid. A cute kid, man. It's like one of the cutest moments I've ever yeah. seen. And the thing I liked about it so much, you figure he, um, Sergey, like as a kid, like he gets to share this moment with his dad, yeah. who's the. Who's, who's one of the go. greatest hockey players of all time? And then you go as down. well as Sidney Crosby, who was again as, another one of the greatest see, hockey players okay, of our you generation. You get to share that moment with, and then on top of Lebron yeah. Luongo, who is go, one of girl, the greatest goaltenders yeah. of all you time. You got to show up to all your friends in kindergarten and elementary school. Like I scored on Roberto Luongo. What are you doing with yeah. your life? Okay, you got to compare this I, for all of our hockey guys who follow both ends. This would be somebody like Troy Polamalu's son tackling a big running back in the NHL before he scores a touchdown. A running back in the NHL? <laughs> a running <laughs> back. <laughs> you know, my favorite, my favorite position to play is a tight end in baseball. A swinger for the LA Lakers. A yeah. defensive tackle so my, for curling. So this would, <laughs> this would be like if Troy Polamalu's son was tackling an NFL <laughs> there you go. running back yeah. or someone who has the ball and he takes them down to that one yard line and they quote unquote lose the game. You know. It's uh, it's stupid. It's I, very, it's little, that's a heartwarming moment for the NHL. Yeah, exactly. Not the not top ten dumbest things ever tweeted. I think that was very stupid and to he, tweet. Very I think he was just speaking his mind and wasn't a thinking of a professional way to word it and just kind of spoke his mind. I think it was very stupid. Yeah. Well, I think very so. wrong and for him to say. Here's the thing is, if you look at it, Hasek played in a time where the NHL was fairly full of Russian players. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's a fucking problem. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, look at how long Obi's been in the league. Look at how long Malkin has been in the league. It's like... You have played against these people numerous fucking times. You have shared amazing moments with these people numerous fucking times. Now, all of a sudden, it's a problem. Get off your goddamn pedestal. You had your time in the glory. 
what? let Ovi have this fucking moment with this kid. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not like it's anything political. It's not it, like... It's, it's upsetting seeing how big of a name Hasek is and that it came from somebody as, you know, popular and as big as him. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but me personally... It's stupid. I, I will wholeheartedly admit I lost a little bit of respect for Dominic Oh, yeah. Hasek. I did, too, I, a little I, bit. I was like... Dude, this is literally. Because I, I was in a PlayStation Pat, PlayStation Pat, wow, party with Colin. I was. He there. Went, Did you hear about what ha- what Dominic Hasek said? I was like, no. And then he sent that to our, our chat, and I was like, what? It's like it's it's not anything political. It's not like he was out there fucking spraying propaganda all over the ice. It's he was literally having a moment with his kid. Yeah. Yep. He, now Ovi is only sixty something goals away from being the all time goal leader in the NHL. I- as of record, he's 84 away. 84. I thought it was 64. I'm sorry. He's 84 um, away. Wow. It's like he's not that fucking far off no. of passing not at all. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. It's like let him have this moment with his kid because who knows how next season will go for him. Next year he could have a rocket, absolute rocking freaking season, put up the 84 goals and retire. Yep. You know, it's like, let him have this moment with his kid. There aren't too many parents in the NHL who get the chance to do shit like that. No. That's what what irritated the fuck out of me. And I, listen, I respect Dominic Hasek as a goaltender. He is one of the greatest goaltenders of all time. I'm not denying that. It's the fact that he felt it necessary to go online and post something about a small child is what irritated the shit out of me. And the thing is with Sergey, like with Ovi, with Alex's son, he gets the experience. Like, like I said a couple minutes ago, he gets experience. Like he has a moment with his dad, an all-time goaltender in Roberto Luong and Sidney Crosby. Yeah, he gets to share not only with his dad but all these great with these. The, not only Sidney Crosby has that memory now. Roberto Luongo yeah. has that memory well, now. Even, like they all have like, that memory. Even like. When we have kids, all of us here in the Buck Pusters, that's like our wife videotaping us scoring a soccer goal against one of us and us running up and hugging our kid. Oh my god, you did it! I love right, you so like, much. I'm so That proud just gives of me you. chills, like thinking about like how I, yeah. how happy that must have made out so much kid. Just think when we have kids. Like I said, that kid's gonna be bragging his whole school career. Like yeah, I scored well, on Roberto. What did you I do with your thinking, life? I was <laughs> thinking even about like Bobby Lou. Yep. Bobby Lou has kids. Yeah. It's like, I can imagine that was probably a pretty fucking special moment for you. Yeah. For him, because he never got to do he, that. He probably, know, he probably feels feels really good that he was able to give Alex Ovechkin that moment with his son. And I'm, yeah. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm so glad they picked Bobby Lou to be oh, the yeah. goaltender for the All-Star game. I think that I was... I so happy about that. I, I was so, yeah. so glad about that, too, because I was like, not only how much... Bobby Lou did for Florida for that whole organization in his career. Yeah. But, like, just in general for the hockey community as well. Oh, great dude. Great guy. All right. Well, we're still on the mind of the All-Star game. Uh, all the winners of all the skills comps that happened. Fastest skater went to Andrei Svechnikov of the Carolina Hurricanes. Who I saw that, In dude, the final round. Fucking crazy. Final round. Thir- 13.699 seconds. I... 
Did you guys actually watch the run? I did. Yeah. Oh my god. Did you see Kilmacar wipe the fuck out? I think he no. <laughs> you he, see that? He wiped out. Oh, he, he finished with 22 and a half seconds because he wiped out. It was playing Nathan McKinnon, and you see Miko Rantan and Nathan McKinnon are both cut. Yeah, you did it. You finished. <laughs> in the first round, he had a 13.757, and in the second round, beat that by. More than a millis- like hundred milliseconds and thirteen point six nine nine to win it. Wow. Uh, the other two non non finalists, Chandler Stephenson of the Vegas Golden Knights, finished with a fourteen point one nine seven, and yours truly, Dylan Larkin of the Detroit Red Wings, with a fourteen point five five eight. Not bad. Not, Not bad at all. But well, like, Still- Larkin's a pretty lanky dude, so yeah. I can imagine he gets around the ice pretty yeah. quick. Moving on to the Great Clips Breakaway Challenge, what we were just talking about. The winner of that was Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, and Sergei Ovi Jr. Ovechkin. Finished with a perfect score of 40 points with the ratings. Uh, followed close with David Pasternak at 38, Matthew Kachuk at 33, and Mitch Marner at 21. The Pasternak did the, the homage to uh, Happy Gilmore. That was Yeah, that was, kind of, that was fun. Like, Gilmore! <laughs> Uh, the Enterprise, the Splash Shot, which I thought this one is kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see. Our uh, teams of Miko Rainan and Kill McCarr, and then Sidney Crosby and Nate McKinnon were all on teams. Okay, what just happened here? My phone had a seizure. Hi. <laughs> Give me one second here. One. Mississippi. Yeah, I don't have it here. My phone just went off. But anyway, the goal, the discovered Tendy tandem. This one was also kind of cool. Uh, you know how they. One goalie shot it down the ice and tried to get into the hole, then that would decipher what the opposing team had to face, either 1-0, 2-0, or a 3-0 penalty shot. Uh, the winner of that one ended up being uh, Helen Buck and UC Saros. Got ended up getting 13 points, beating out Vassie and Olmark, as well as Thompson and Stuart Skinner. Dude, just thinking of Vassie and Olmark as a tandem... I said they, but and they, especially with Omar, how well he's been doing. Oh, oh dude, he's on fire this year. He's so good. Yeah, then going back to the splash shot, like I said, Miko Rantanen and Kale McCarr were teammates, as well as Crosby and McKinnon. Obviously, you know the, how good of friends both of them were. That was city. a lot of fun. That's cool, that funny to see. Uh, but uh, Miko Rantanen and Kale McCarr got the best of those two with a finishing of a time of twenty-five point five seconds. And then Igor Shosturkin and Adam Fox of the New York Rangers beat Brady Kachuk and Matthew Kachuk with a time of 26.5. Then finally, in the final, Makar and Rantan defeated Shosturkin and Fox with a time of 18.7 seconds to claim that. Damn. And now, I even said as I was watching this live in a PlayStation show with these guys, the biggest upset, I think, of the competition was the accuracy shooting. Winner... Did not end up being Connor yeah. McDavid like I thought it was going to be. I thought so, too, because I was watching was it, too. It? Brock Nelson. Really? What? Yeah. Uh, the first the first shots ended up being McDavid, who finished it in 9.449. Four shots. Boom, one, two, three, four shots it took him to beat it. Wow. Brock Nelson was at 12.1, Artemi Panarin at 13.2, and Nazem Kadri at 13.4 all ended up being the finalists. Drysdale who ended up doing pretty poor. It took him almost forty seconds to finish that. Yeah, that's kind of. <laughs> and then in the semifinals, Brock Nelson with seventeen point eight. Artemi Panarin did not finish. Uh, Nazem Kadri with a ten point one, and McDavid with a ten point six. 
The only reason Kadri beat McDavid is because McDavid took like one extra like stride back to get more power behind it to get like a top corner, and that extra half second took him to swing back. Kadri just boom, 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 and nailed him. I know there was just before. I know there was slightly controversial with Kadri. For a little bit there, because he was like a little bit before that. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, he cheated. He was past." It's a fucking game. It's yeah. for fun. Like, yeah, cheating my ass. <laughs> like, and it's then Brock Nelson a- ended up besting Kadri in the final with a twelve point four second finish wow. in the final. Uh, then the the pitch and puck, which I think this is the one that I ended up missing. I didn't really see this one. This was kind of like like a they played golf with hockey pucks pretty much. They did like a drive, like the first two shots. I think I think they couldn't use a golf. They had, golf an, club until they had to use until they had to use like an actual like, like a hockey a, stick and a hockey puck like until they got to the green then they could finally use a golf ball but they still had to use their stick. Nice. Huh. Yeah, it was kind of cool. It was cool. <laughs> so, uh, so what do we have to get to it into the hole? It took Suzuki three shots, and all the th- uh, three others, uh, Clayton Keller, Jason Robinson, and Johnny Gaudreau, all did not finish their fourth shot. Huh. <laughs> uh, the Geico hardest shot went to. Elias Peterson with 103.2. Just behind being Rosman's Dulling at 102.7, and then a distant third being Josh Morrissey at 96.7, Alex Ovechkin at a 95.1, and Seth Jones being a 94.7. Seeing Ovi's that low is kind of different. Usually Ovi's up there for one of the hardest shots. Yeah, I mean, uh, the last one that I saw that really impressed me, I think he still holds the record to this day, is Chara. Chara. I think so, yeah. Because I know the last, I want to say one of the last All-Star games that he was a part of, he hit like 107.8 yeah. or something. It was, like late, one, it was, it was like 107.8 was it, or like It was well over 100 miles. Like, Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't Keith hold the record at one point? Or like for, for one year? Yeah, it was like Duncan. He, he I held, think he had it for one year. He held, or he had he won the competition watched, one year. I watched the video because there's a compilation of like all of the hardest shots in uh, the hardest shot uh, mm. category, of the All Star game. He held it. I want to say, I want to say, it's a sixteen, seventeen season, somewhere yeah. in there. He had like 105.3 or something like that, and then Chara came back with like almost 108. Yeah. And Whoa. nobody has been able to fucking pass yeah. it. Chara is still the all time record holder, but I do think that it was Keith that had, had that one in one year. I'm just, pretty sure. Just did an upset year and then uh, won it. Zdeno Chara holds the record at 108.8. Jeez. Power. <laughs> And uh, just re- real quick right now, news coming out of ESPN. Artemi Panarin recorded the natural hat-trick on the way to his first career four-goal game in a 6-2 to route over the Hurricanes. Oh, wow. Nice. So, damn. Yeah, then the actual All-Star games themselves. In the first game, we had the Pacific obviously taking on the Central for the Battle of the West. Central taking that game 6-4 to with Nathan McKinnon scoring two goals, Pedersen scoring two goals. I actually stand corrected. There is a record... A new record holder at the NHL All-Star Game for the hardest shot. And it is actually held by a former Red Wing in Mr. Martin Furk. Really? Wow. 109.2. Wow. He beat out Chara. Dang. You know what's crazy? That hockey puck is only 10 miles less than what the uh, dragster shoots off of. Yeah. At at Cedar Point. The dragster shoots off at roughly 120 miles an hour. Yeah. 
do you think they're gonna ever, uh, Puck is ever gonna beat that someday? No. No. Probably no. not. Not humanely, at least. Um. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, I, I'll wholeheartedly admit I didn't really watch the All Star Game. I don't normally. I watched watch, bits and pieces of it. I don't like watching the All Star. I, I was out and about the whole day for the actual All Star Games, but I watched a good more good majority of the competition. A good. Majority. I at least watched. The, I did watch the All Star Game at least. Yeah. Now I, I miss. I miss most of the challenges except for the shots and the. Yeah. In the breakaway challenge, I watched um, some of the highlights of them, but as far as watching it live, I personally couldn't give half a honestly, fuck. Yeah. It's fun to watch if you if you if, it, if you have nothing better to do that night, sure, turn it on for background if you're you know doing chores around the house, whatever. But I don't think I would actually sit there and put my main focus on. I, I had it, I had it on in the background sure as I was, I was playing watching, some video games. I was I'm pretty sure I was drunk as fuck watching Bob Ross <laughs> the night of the All Star game. I think to be honest, I know a lot of people are mixed feelings about the All Star break. I think it is a fun event, but is it really like worth of having a full week of having oh, a, an all star break? That's kind of debatable. If I'm not mistaken, I think how they used to do it, it was the, when they used to do just Eastern Conference versus Western Conference, they used to do it. The winner of the all star game got like home ice advantage for the Stanley Cup finals. That's how I think they used to do it. Really? I, that's what I'm I thought. Pr- I thought that. I'm pretty sure. I used, remember my back in the day, my dad used to complain about that. I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. I think it's fu- the only thing I look at. It's fun for the like just for some of these players just to kind of get a break from yeah a you full know, week. actual competition. And you just figure, go out and have fun. And yeah, you figure I mean, like every, every single one of those pillars, like even when they were getting scored on in the games, they're just smiling, they're ear yeah. to ear, they're just having a blast. You know, See, what I would do instead of calling it. Instead of doing something like an all yeah R, an all star break, I would do something where kind of like the NFL does and just get both the you know both you know Take sections of the NA, or so yeah, NHL, the Pro Bowl kind of yes. Instead of having all four, you have two major teams that just play instead of having all four. You have well, they used to. They used, they used to. to do just Eastern Conference versus Western Conference. Uh, they should bring that back. And then they changed it for a couple years to where it was like a, like a fantasy draft style. They should. One year it was like Team Taze versus Team uh, Lindstrom well, or something. You know what you could even I do? remember that. Yeah. I remember well, that. They did that for three years, well, four years? What you could even do is take the best, you know, still living retired coaches of the NHL. Yeah. And you could say, okay, here's your list. Or bring the all-star like, head coaches. Yes. Take the all, bring the all star, all star head coaches. Like all, who do you pick? Then you go to the next division. Who do you pick? Who do you pick? Yeah. You do that all four divisions, and you have the most stacked. Again, that's kind of what they did. They did like a. That's what the all star game pretty much is. It's just it's fa- the best teams of each they, division. I, I mean, I think the coaches should have the right to say, yeah. you know. I, well, I'm mixed about, but at the same, I like the fact the players. Well, in this break, they get to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And, that's all well, it's about. It's, it's well, not take, nothing's taken seriously. It's all yeah. in good fun. Well, or and it's still fun hockey to watch. Yeah. yeah. Or what you could even do, before we move on to the next topic, is get the best player out of each division to coach a game. So you could have, you know, McDavid, Crosby, and have two other... 
big name players. So be the have, captains of the. And, no, not even captains. Have them coach the actual team of the NHL players. Be like, okay, I'm your coach for the day. Do what I say. And give them that power. Give them that control and just see how they do for if they wind up potentially. Because we know most major sports, if they play, they potentially coach. Yeah. But second game, Metropolitan versus the Atlantic. The Atlantic took it took it ten to six. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk having dueling hat tricks in that game, but I'll see. Gaudreau's didn't matter too much with still losing by four goals. I still think it was kind of cool seeing the the Chuck brothers play with each other, yeah. since they never actually played with each other. So it's yeah. kind of just even if it was just this All Star game, it's fun watching them play against each other with yeah. each other. And then in the final, we had the Atlantic versus the Central. With Team Atlantic taking it. Final score 7-5. Dylan Larkin with a hat-trick in that game. And that'd be wow. it. Again, it's just, it's just fun hockey to watch, man. It it's, is. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's it's meaningless. It's fun. If you give up 11 goals like the Metropolitan did in Game 1, it doesn't. It's for all in good fun. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no yeah. seriousness to it. And I think what I like about it is, like, because the first half of the year, they're grinding to try to fight for a playoff spot. Second half of the year, they're continuing that push and then try to focus on trying to win Lord Stanley. Like, if they're eligible for the playoffs. Yeah, so I th- give them a little bit of break, let them have the, have a little bit of fun, you know, get their mind off of hockey for a week, you know. And kind of actually, and for the fact that it kind of gives us, like, a dream, like, opportunity for, like, some of these players that yeah. may or may never happen, like Sidney Crosby, Nathan Kinnon, get the opportunity to play with each other. Like yeah. in that challenge, or likes of Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby, they got to play with each other in the breakaway challenge. Yeah. And same thing with the All Star game. Like we may never see that ever happen, but they got to play with each other just yeah. for that for that simple yeah. moment. So stuff like that with the All Star game, I like. Yeah, but per at the same time, I know there's a lot of argument like how the All Star. Break should be like they should go back to the way they used to do it. Yeah, I and I agree to Just do East versus West to a yeah. point, but at the same time, I would. But I like having these guys that work. The NFL did something similar. The NFL always used to be NFC versus AFC for years, and yeah. they also switched to. I don't think they did a fantasy draft style. They just changed no. it to like legendary head coaches, and they called it. One year I think it was Team Vince Carter and uh, Mike uh, Irwin. Uh, I can't remember what the other and there's a couple other years. I want to do. I think Sanders was a coach at one point for one Barry of them. Sanders. I think I believe so. Yeah, but they did legendary coaches and then you know legendary team names and then they eventually just recently 2018 switched back to just playing AFC versus NFC. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd nice to, like be like nice to see to see the NHL just go back to the the West versus East. Yeah. Maybe not bring back that you know winner gets home ice advantage yeah. like at the finals. Yeah. To be completely unfair, if you know. Anaheim goes on a miraculous run, gets the eighth spot in the West, you know, just because, oh, and they get the host of Stanley Cup Finals against the number one Tampa Bay Lightning? No. That'd be stupid. I look at it this way. Just let the players have fun while they have this whole sort of but at least go back to the old roots that they used to. Yeah. That, like, not only maybe NHL players liked, but as well as the NHL, like, NHL community or just hockey fans used to like. Yeah. And uh, one last big piece of information we missed this week. Big uh, milestone for Jackson Stauber of the 
Chicago Blackhawks. First goalie in Blackhawks history to win each of his first three NHL starts. Wow. Oh, wow. It's a pretty, pretty big accomplishment for him. Hey, that's big shout-out history. Hawks. Blackhawks history. Hey, yes. big shout-out to him. Congratulations. Yeah, for all of us here. So, off to our last topic of the night. Games to watch for and who won over the week. Starting off Sunday, January 29th, the Carolina Hurricanes in Boston, or I'm sorry, Boston in Carolina. Carolinas won that 4-1. to one. That was so close. Uh, only one person said Carolina, and that was Bobo. No, yeah, Bobo. Hey! Yeah, only one person said Carolina, that was Bobo. He's the only one that's getting a point. So, yeah. I'll take it. Uh, Monday, St. Louis versus Winnipeg. The Jets take it on a 4-2 to win. 4-2? to 4-2. Over two. St. Louis? Uh, only person getting a point is Jeff, who okay. said 2-1 to one St. Louis. Good job, Jeffy. Not a lot of points going around this week. No. Tuesday, we had Ottawa versus Montreal. Alrighty, this was a barn burner. I wish I would have watched it. The Senators take the Canadians 5-4. Everybody is getting at least one point. Ethan is getting two for getting the score differential correctly, saying 4-3. to three. Hell yeah, Ethan. Attaboy. But everyone else gets at least one. And finally, on Wednesday, we had the big game of the week, Boston versus Toronto. Boston kind of walked away with this. Boston... Takes it 5-2. The other two getting points are Ethan and Bobo. Nobody said the score differential. You guys said 6-5 and 7-6 respectively, but you guys still each get a point. Ethan and Bobo. I thought it was going to be a lot closer game so, than what it so was. So Bobo catches up a little bit. Moving the score to Kyle at 38, Jeffy at 37, Ethan at 36, Bobo at 32. He's catching I'm still, up. I'm still in it. I, you're still in it. I'm still in it. Yeah, we're going to choose our new games of the week and be right back with you. All right, I already have mine. All right, so starting off for the games of the week, we have Monday with the Detroit Red Wings at the Vancouver Canucks. Is anyone else shocked that Ethan chose Detroit? No. No, just me? No. Fucking eat me. Um... <laughs> 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 Detroit's not doing too great. Vancouver, I don't know how they're doing. They're not doing great either. <laughs> Yay! So it's the Battle of the Barn Burners. Battle of the Basement. But at least Detroit's doing better. Yeah. Detroit at 23, 20, and 8. Vancouver at 21, 28, and 4. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> so this is like a roof fire. It's not going to be very effective. But no, this know. is like a dumpster fire, Bobo. <laughs> um, give me, obviously, give me Detroit. Give me... It depends on who they have starting in goal. They'll probably start... Fuck. They'll probably start Vili. Who so? 4-2 uh, uh, Detroit. Okay. Hey, Bobo. Um, give me Vancouver. And I'm going to go 3-2 overtime. Okay. Jeff? I'm going to say Detroit 3-1. to one. I'm going to stick with, with the boys. I'm going to go Detroit 
I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four to one. Okay. All right, Valentine's Day, where you get to hug your loved ones, except you know half of us, <laughs> three fourths of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it is the Boston Bruins going out to Dallas to face the Stars. Boston, 39-8-5, while Dallas is 30-14-10. This might be a barn burner. This could be a good game, yeah. I say I didn't realize Dallas was doing I that. I didn't realize either until that score caught my attention, or until the record caught my attention. Give me the underdog. I'm going to go Dallas, 5-3. Ooh, Ethan. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> Who's the other team again? It's Dallas. And Boston. And Boston. Dallas and Boston. Give me Boston. So here's uh, that if you needed to look at it. They're yeah, close. G- give me Boston, like... I know. It, it's a hard one. That's Fuck. why... I... Give me Boston 5-1. Wow. <laughs> First blowout of the night. <sighs> Won't be the last. Do you need to see it? No. Okay. <laughs> Get... This is the one that I'm probably going to go against Dallas and they're going to win it. But give me Boston 5-3. Give me Boston as well. I'm also going to vote for a blowout. I'm saying like I'm saying like 7-2. to two. Wow. I'm saying a blow- Boston's going to go off this game. Ottinger's going to have, have an off game. I was about to say, if on- I feel like if Ottinger's in net, it's going to be a close. I personally think it's going to be a closer game. Yeah. Uh, Friday, we have the New York Rangers at the Edmonton Oilers. New York Rangers being 31-14-8. Edmonton being 30-18-5. Give me... Give me the Rangers of New York on this one with newly added Tarasenko. Give me them 4-2. to two. Jeff. I'm also going to say the Rangers give me... Four or two Rangers. Four or two as well. Ethan. Give me the blue coats. Uh... Give me three nothing. Okay. Wow. Give me a shout out. Wow. Uh, I mean, are you going all in for all four? That's what I'm debating. Because last week the odd man not worked for me. But do you want to really risk it for the biscuit? Mm, it's going to happen again is the question. That, what Kyle said. <laughs> you know what? Edmonton. Give me Edmonton. Actually, I'm actually going to switch. I'm actually going to say Edmonton. Okay, what's your final score for us, Bubba? 5-4 um, overtime. Ooh. It's gonna be a high-scoring game. No, five-four shootout. Shootout. It's gonna. This is one of those games where that whole barn's catching on fire. With the animals inside of it. I'm yes. Jeffy, what's your? You're saying Edmonton now? I'm still. I'm night? still gonna say four-two, but Edmonton. Okay. And then finally, your Saturday game, Jeff. All right. Have? Saturday, February 18th, the Florida Panthers visiting the Nashville Predators. Florida 26 23 and 6, Nashville 25 19 and 6. 
I'm going to give it to the Predators. Um, this one's going to be a high-scoring one. I'm going to say 6-5. Wow. Ethan, Eman. I'm going to have to agree Don't with that. Jeff as far as Nashville and it being a high-scoring game. But I say... This is another close one. Fuck. You know what? I am going to say 6-5 as well. But you said regulation. I said regulation. I'm going to say 6-5 OT. Ooh. bo With extra time. Oh, boy. Just looking at the records is almost like looking in the mirror. You know, it's going to be a hard-hitting, fast-paced type of hockey game. Give me the Panthers. 5-3. They've just been having high-scoring games lately mm-hmm. in Florida recently. Uh, Panthers are like a shoot-and-score type of team this year. Not They've been hit or miss. Pipe. They ain't shoot-and-catch-pipe. They shoot-and-catch net. I'm going to side with Bobo on this one. I've been different from him, everyone, but I'm going to side with him on this one. Just the specific one. Go. I'm going to say this one's going to be actually a little bit low scoring. I'm going to say two to nothing, Florida. Wow. So Ethan and I are the only ones to have overtime this week. Yeah. Yep. Wow. High five, Ethan. You're yes. There we go. That about uh, that about does us for this week, boys. Yeah. Yep. Fun week. Hell yeah. Hey. As always. It's nice not, to have the fresh heads after a week off. If you're not following us on social media, what the fuck? Are you doing? I mean, we go over it every week, guys. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Facebook, it TikTok. Is, it has now been three and a half seasons. Get her done. Get, be on, like, be get, like, her, get on it. Be like Larry the Cable Guy and just get her done. Get on it. Get her done. Get her done. All right, boys. Get L- her live done. Instagram photo right now to prove that we actually post here. There, photos taken. It's going to be posted here probably right before we upload the episode. The next so. few minutes, yep. So, thank you guys so much for all your support. We love you guys. We will see you next week. See ya. Deuces. Bye-bye.